It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks four to nothing. Sweep the season series four games to none over San Jose. Improved to 32, 17 and six, 70 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow, seven o'clock at home inside T-Mobile Arena against the Nashville Predators. To help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bringing the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And Dan, we'll start obviously with Mason Morelli. You. You had a chance to speak with him yesterday in anticipation of his debut. And he comes through with a goal and an assist, a multi-point performance in his National Hockey League debut. What did you make of Mason Morelli? Well, uh, you know, this might be trite, but it's wonderful when good things happen to good people. And it doesn't take long to get a sense of who Mason Morelli is. And we did see him a little bit during training camp. There's just so many people around during training camp. It's hard to really get to know any of those guys, especially those who are new to the organization, players who've been around a little bit longer, you expect that are going to be on the NHL roster at some point, you get to know them. But, you know, training camp goes by very quickly. And uh, we did talk to Mason during one of the uh, intermission interviews. It was the second game of the preseason, home against Colorado. And you could just hear the energy from Mason in that conversation that I went back and listened to. So it was wonderful to chat with him yesterday at some length. We chatted a long time with the microphone but even longer without the microphone and uh, just someone who's so appreciative and I I lost count of how many times during the interview uh, he said something along the lines of you know I just don't have the words (laughs) to express uh, the situation you know talked about you know his grandfather uh, Reggie who had scored the overtime national championship clinching goal in 1959 for the University of North Dakota uh, his grandfather passed away a few years ago, but grandmother is uh, still uh, around and obviously supporting the team. You can imagine that uh, Grandpa Reg was looking down upon young Mason today and uh, so many of the family in attendance for this game. That's great. His girlfriend will be at the game tomorrow. A lot of folks, I'm sure, who have followed Mason with the Silver Knights over in Henderson, even the folks in Hershey or even in Stockton. He seems like the sort of guy who has made an impression wherever he's played. And uh, we went through a little bit of his career during the broadcast and in that interview. But, um, boy, what a a proud moment for him and for his family. And, you know, it's the first one. Who knows how many more there will be. Uh, You have Petrangelo with 1,000-plus, Martinez with 800-plus. And here's the very first one for Mason Morelli. But, you know, Ryan, at least for the moment, he'll say (laughs) that he's two points per game. Yes, absolutely. It's a, it's a great start for Mason Morelli, and we'll see kind of how long that one goes. The other lineup tweak for the Golden Knights in terms of this game today, and it's one we weren't necessarily expecting when we saw the lineup sheet before the game, was William Carlson alongside Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. Uh, what did you like of, about that line and, and kind of your thoughts on whether or not we'll see that again tomorrow against the Nashville Predators. Yeah, I was wondering if there might be some kind of a change mm-hmm. for the top line, only because it's rare that Chandler Stevenson is a minus three. He had zero shots last game. And, you know, he was he was okay in the faceoff circle, but some games he's, you know, just been terrific. Um, he, it was just not Chandler's best performance last time out. Um, he was the only guy who was minus three. Stone was minus two as well. The point being that you just wondered if, you know, Bruce Cassidy knows in order to get more out of those guys you've got um you know william carlson who has been hot why not kind of stack that part of the lineup um, as 
much as you don't want to disrespect an opponent, the Knights don't need William Carlson in a checking role in a game mm -hmm. like this. So put him up there, make that top line even more offensive-minded, and obviously they produced with that goal, Carlson at 425 of the first period. And you get William going. He had been on pace for a terrific offensive season. The injury threw things off a little bit. He's now got three points, two goals, one assist in the five games since returning. Does that continue tomorrow? Well, maybe it does, given what happened today. Um, not sure. I, I would have asked Bruce Cassidy about it had, <laughs> had we known that that's what he was going to go with. But um, it, uh, it made sense, at least for today's game. I'm, um, I'm unsure that there would necessarily be any changes going into tomorrow. You always say, Ryan, when, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. They won 4 yeah. nothing today. Uh, I'm not sure that you would do too much to change things up. Back-to-back, so you change the goalie, probably, regardless of the outcome, you were probably going to do that, but who knows. Um, so, and then Chay Theodore might very well be good to go as well. But um, I, it, was, it was a good showing. There, every line today, I thought, had, um, had a pretty good imprint on the outcome. Yeah, pretty solid performance all the way top to bottom for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now you do look at Logan Thompson and you know, his first start in a while, his first win in nearly a month. Um, just a strong performance from Logan, I thought, especially the, the first two or three minutes of the game where you know San Jose did come up with a, a bit of a push. Certainly in the second period, there was a push from San Jose as well. This was a, a strong, solid performance from Logan, and you're going to need him down the stretch for the Golden Knights. Yeah, when you have Logan get back in the groove, it just gives everybody confidence. And not only that, I think it pushes Aiden Hill a little bit too because yeah. Aiden is thinking of himself as the lead guy. And when healthy, he's been the starter and Logan has been the backup when Aiden has been healthy. Of course, Logan had that stretch of playing 21 out of 25 games in Hill's absence because of injury. So if uh, Logan is pushing with a performance like this, you know, that's going to challenge Aiden Hill too because he has losses in the last couple of games. Not that he was really bad or anything, but, you know, that's something to be said about a, a championship-type team when the players can push one another without, you know, really uh, you know, stifling one another. It's more about getting the best out of each other. That's uh, the, the friendly relationship that you hope for for a goaltending tandem, and that seems to be the case with this group. Any final thoughts on this one, Dan, before we turn our attention to tomorrow night and the Nashville Predators? Well, it is President's Day, so I should probably come up with something. I will say Randy Hahn, television broadcaster of the Sharks, had a terrific red, white, and blue star-spangled tie. Nice. Uh, so he, uh, he he did that. So I uh, I will throw in, let's see, I'll, let me come up with a presidential quote here. I, I'm a big John Adams fan, as you know, Ryan. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I remember one of my favorite John Adams quotes Back in his dying year of 1825, a young Ralph Waldo Emerson came to pay his respects to the elderly president. Emerson recorded the conversation. Adams said, I would to God there were more ambition in the country. That is ambition of the laudable kind to excel. Happy President's Day, Ryan. Fantastic stuff, as always, Dan. Enjoy the rest of your night, and uh, we'll chat tomorrow. Thanks, Ryan. You too. That's the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva and Avid avid historian as well and a fan of president so good on dan duva there we're back with more on the post game show you're listening to the vegas golden knights radio network
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The Golden Knights scored in the first period tonight, so make sure you have the McDonald's app downloaded to redeem your free French fries of any size at your local McDonald's tomorrow. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights shut out the San Jose Sharks 4 to nothing. sweep the season series four games to none. Vegas improves to 32, 17, and 6, 70 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow night inside T-Mobile Arena against the Nashville Predators. And for the Golden Knights, it was pretty much the game you were hoping for, the game you expected them to be able to put forth against a San Jose Sharks team that has been among the NHL's worst this season, but also playing without some of their best players in Tomas Hurdle. And it's just a, it's been a tough year for San Jose. But this is a game in which the Golden Knights should have gone up to San Jose and they should have put this one away early, and it's exactly what Vegas did. Taking a look at the highlights in this game, we go back to the first period, and you'd hoped that the Golden Knights would jump on the Sharks early, and after the initial wave of pressure from San Jose, the Golden Knights would strike first as Michael Amadio got behind the defense and scored on a breakaway. White Cloud picks it up, stretch pass behind the defense, down the middle, Amadio, he shoots and scores! After all that, it's Vegas scoring on its first shot. Michael Amadio takes the stretch pass and scores his eighth goal of the season. 1-0 Golden Knights, two and a half minutes into the first period. Eighth goal of the year for Michael Amadio. The assist to Zach Whitecloud, two minutes, 28 seconds into the game. Made it one to nothing Vegas. The Golden Knights would extend the lead two minutes later when William Carlson put home a rebound. Into the left corner, Stone plays it up top. Martinez shoots safe, rebound, chip just wide. Now Carlson scores! William Carlson in the blue ice. 2-0 Golden Knights, four and a half minutes in. 17th goal of the year for William Carlson. The assist to Alec Martinez and Mark Stone. Four minutes, 25 seconds into the game. Made it 2 to nothing. Vegas. The Golden Knights would get their first look on the power play late in the first period. And in his NHL debut, Mason Morelli would score his first career NHL goal. Knights win the draw. Martinez to the right. Petrangelo to the middle. Morelli scores! Quick stick for Mason Morelli. A goal in his NHL debut. The Knights take a 3-0 lead. Mason Morelli, a power play goal. First career NHL goal for Mason Morelli. A power play goal from Alex Petrangelo. And Alec Martinez, 19-12 of the first period, made it 3-0 Vegas. So the Golden Knights would take that 3-0 lead into the second period. And the Sharks pushed hard all period long, but the Golden Knights held them at bay, then added to their lead late in the period when Alec Martinez set up a tap-in for Keegan Colasar. Lefty shooter hands it off to Martinez. Center score! Colasar from Martinez and Morelli. 4-0 Vegas with a minute 16 to go in the second period. Fifth goal of the year for Keegan Colasar. The assist to Alec Martinez and Mason Morelli. 18-44 the second period made it 4 to nothing Vegas. So Vegas would take that 4 nothing lead into the third period, and it was pretty uneventful in terms of hockey. There wasn't much going on for either side by design for the Vegas Golden Knights. A couple of power play opportunities just running out the clock, and the Golden Knights really did need just the final call in this game. Puck gets away from Zetterlin, goes behind. 2-1-0, shutout. 
in San Jose for Logan Thompson. There it is, four to nothing. The Vegas Golden Knights shut out the San Jose Sharks. San Jose, just five goals. Five goals scored in four games against the Vegas Golden Knights this year. Vegas sweeps the season series four games to none. Second shutout for the Vegas Golden Knights against San Jose this season. Like, it was as dominant a performance over a four-game span as you're going to see inside of a regular season. And for the Golden Knights, it was important. It was a game where you wanted to see a performance just like this. It There's never anything easy. It's never given in this league that you're going to be able to come in and beat an opponent, especially because when you look at it on paper, you should beat that opponent. Like, where there have been times where even the San Jose Sharks team going through a rebuild, not making the playoffs, they've been able to push the Golden Knights. It really wasn't the case today. Vegas was in complete control of this game from the minute Michael Amadio scored until the final horn. There were some moments where San Jose was able to push a little bit more than others, but by and large, this was a solid performance from the Golden Knights, and it'll be interesting to see how they follow this up against a, a higher-quality opponent tomorrow in the Nashville Predators. But with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off. Menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the VGK Postgame Show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 4-0. Shut out for Logan Thompson. His first this season. Vegas 32-17-6. 70 points on the air. Next in action tomorrow inside T-Mobile Arena at home against the Nashville Predators. Vegas now 10 points back of the Vancouver Canucks. Vancouver, boy, oh boy, played a wild one, no pun intended, today against the Minnesota Wild. It was a 5-3 lead. 5-3 lead for the Vancouver Canucks going into the third period. And the Minnesota Wild scored seven goals in the third period to win that game 10-7. Three hat-tricks. JT Miller, a hat-trick. Joel Eriksson Ek, a hat-trick. Kirill Kaprizov, a hat trick, all in the same game. So pretty wild stuff there from Minnesota and Vancouver, but it helps the Golden Knights kind of narrow the gap. Now, it is a large gap. I, I still don't really get the sense or the feeling or the sensation at all that the Golden Knights or really any team in the Pacific Division, for that matter, is going to be able to catch the Vancouver Canucks. But you have a 5-3 lead going into the third period, and you have... Minnesota hang seven on you? Maybe, just maybe that's something that provides a, a little bit of, of a speed wobble for the Vancouver Canucks. Maybe this is a sign of things to come. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that, obviously. The Edmonton Oilers, they win 6-3 to three today over the Arizona Coyotes. So Edmonton still just three points back of the Vegas Golden Knights, 67 points. And Edmonton, three games in hand on Vegas but then don't look now the Los Angeles Kings they are kind of putting things together five wins in their last six games and LA 
just six points back of the Vegas Golden Knights with two games in hand. So it gives you an idea of how imperative it is for the Golden Knights to be picking up points, but it also gives you an idea of how imperative it is that the Golden Knights take care of a game like today against a Sharks team that they absolutely should beat every single time they play on paper. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Shea Theodore was with the team. He did make the trip. He took warm-up today for the Vegas Golden Knights. So you'd have to believe, you'd have to hope, I think, that Shea Theodore is really close, meaning potentially you're looking at tomorrow. And so if you can get Theodore back in the fold, if Jack Eichel's not too far away, if William Carrier's on the horizon as well, then all of a sudden you start to think about what the Golden Knights can put together when they're fully healthy. And the other aspect of this game that I find incredibly interesting is, is the idea that going into it, right, we get official line combinations before the game starts. Originally, it was going to be Brett Howden alongside Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. Bruce Cassidy, at some point between warm-up and the opening face-off, made a determination to go with William Carlson, Chandler Stevenson, and Mark Stone. And obviously, it worked out today because you got more contributions, more scoring from those lines than you did from Barbashev, Waugh, and Marcheseau. You needed somebody else to find something. You needed another line to carry the mail, to to give you net positive shifts in the offensive zone. And today, that was Carlson, Stevenson, and Stone. And so until you need to change that or come off of that, I love the idea of having those three players together. Give Brett Howden ownership of the third line. You know that there's something there. You know he can give you solid defense-first, shut-down type of minutes. And then what more can you say about Mason Morelli? You're talking about a 28-year-old guy. You never really know at that stage of your career, right? Like when you have played predominantly in the American Hockey League, when you have gotten to that point, when you've won championships in that league, when you've been a leader in that league like Morelli has been, you start to wonder if it's ever going to happen for you. But Morelli gets an opportunity today. I'm, I'm assuming, based on what he was able to do today, he's going to be back in the lineup tomorrow for the Vegas Golden Knights. And it would make a lot of sense. There's speed to his game. There's an understanding of where the soft areas are on the ice in the offensive zone. This is no slight on Jonas Ronbjerg in, in any way, shape, or form because I like what Ronbjerg brings to the table for the Golden Knights. But there's a threat to score with Morelli. And you saw it today. Gets a little bit of power play time, puts his stick in the right spot, finds a soft area, and he scores a goal. And then he helps set up a a play where, you know, you spend time in the offensive zone, you're looking for some of those angles, and it's a smart play by Morelli to get that puck back to Alec Martinez, but to continue the route, bring defensemen along for the ride with you. It opens up the seam from Martinez to Kolasar. I liked what I saw out of Mason Morelli in this game. As always, with every single Golden Knights game, the text line is always open at 702-876-1340. Don't call yet. We're not taking phone calls just yet, but the text line for your initial reactions, always open. 
I want to go to one spot here from Patrick. Great game. If the Sharks ever become competitive, this rivalry will quickly reignite again. But for now, it's just so satisfying to see Vegas beat up on them. You know, it's interesting because I wonder if that is the case. Because I don't know when San Jose is going to be competitive again. And as much as we all remember the heyday, anybody that's been here from year one, from day one, knows how intense Vegas-San Jose used to be. And call this a lament, call this a longing for a different time. I miss that. Part of me is upset, part of me is sad that Vegas-San Jose does not carry the same weight today that it used to early on between these two organizations. Two phenomenal playoff series. One obviously went really well for the Golden Knights. One ended poorly for Vegas. But the intensity, the disdain, the dislike between these two hockey clubs, it was off the chart. It felt so invigorating and fun and and enjoyable and now it's just not there so Patrick I, I wish one day that we are back there I wish one day that Vegas San Jose carries the same meat that it used to that we once got but right now it just it feels so far away from that ever being a thing again that it makes you long for what we had but I just don't know that we're ever going to get it again. Or at least not anytime soon. We're back to wrap it up next on the VGK Postgame Show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 4-0. Shut out for Logan Thompson, his first of the season. Vegas improves to 32, 17, and 670 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow, 7 o'clock, at home against the Nashville Predators. We'll get to the game recap in just a minute, but uh, like part of the fun in this is just checking in on the text line uh, Patrick asks what are we doing at the trade deadline I don't know I I couldn't tell you Patrick I, I really couldn't and part of the reason that I couldn't tell you is I don't know what this team needs mainly because we haven't seen this team healthy for a long time specifically we haven't seen the full complement of forwards we haven't seen the full complement of defensemen in at least three months now and if you really want to go back and think about it, the Golden Knights have had a healthy lineup, meaning every single one of their players that they would ordinarily have in the lineup, one time. It's happened one time. One game. That's it. So to say what are they doing at the deadline, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you because I just don't know really what this team is or what they need when fully healthy. Today's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. The Vegas Golden Knights 
under siege the first 90 seconds of the game. And then Zach Whitecloud hits a stretch pass to Michael Amadio and he scores. William Carlson adds one two minutes later. And then Mason Morelli in his NHL debut scores on the power play. It's a three-goal first period for the Vegas Golden Knights. And then Keegan Colasar adds one late in the second period to make it 4 to nothing, And the rest was history. There was not a sustained strong push from San Jose. This game was never in doubt. And the Vegas Golden Knights sweep the season series over the San Jose Sharks four games to none. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show, your phone calls. That's next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Vegas Golden Knights Hockey. Stay tuned for the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Coming up next, here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-0 the final. The Golden Knights shut out the San Jose Sharks. Second time Vegas has shut out San Jose this season. Vegas also sweeps the season series four games to none over San Jose. Golden Knights now 32-17 and 670 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow at home inside T-Mobile Arena against the National Predators. 702-876-1340. That's the number. 702-876-1340. I'm, I'm curious to see overall thoughts on this game. Now, it, it should have been a Golden Knights win. It was a Golden Knights win. This was a game where, you know, Vegas, you look around them in the standings, you have to come away with two points. You cannot let this one go without delivering two, two points. The Golden Knights did that, and it was workmanlike. It was never in doubt. It was never in question. And it also allowed you, based on where the game was at through two periods, to set yourself up well for a back-to-back tomorrow against Nashville. I'll get into that more a little bit later on the extended postgame show. 702-876-1340. If you're of the mind that we need more opinions on this program, it's on you to call. I can't do it for you. 702-876-1340. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, buddy. Don't hang up on me today. It's my birthday. So. I won't hang up on you, Mike, but you got to promise me. Sure. You, you got to land the plane a little bit sooner. I know you wanted to talk about the power play, but I was trying to get that yeah. that figured out a little faster. No, you're absolutely right. I pontificated. I got on my stump, and I went too long, and, and you had to get rid of me. I understand that. I really did. But yeah. it hurt a little bit, just to let you know. Well, That's happy birthday, plan. Mike. Yes. No, Can I said happy, bir- happy birthday, Mike. Oh, thank you, my friend. Thank you very, very much. And and just this particular game is a Clara Barton game. It's a get-well game. And you, you wouldn't have gone in thinking that Mason Morelli was going to score a goal. That's ridiculous. That just doesn't happen. And uh, three, uh, three points from Martinez. I mean, we did some things that you would never see maybe ever again. I'll tell you one thing. I don't remember in 72 years on this planet any team having three power plays in the same game. Do you remember that ever happening? 
having three power plays? Not, no, no, I'm sorry, not power plays. Three hat tricks, like Minnesota did today. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm sure that at some point in the '80s, when everything <laughs> was wild and free, it, it happened. But I, I can't recall in in recent memory a game featuring three different players with three hat tricks. No. No, it's crazy. I mean, you have to score nine goals just for that yeah. even to happen, and seven in the third period is unbelievable. So, mm-hmm. but it, but folks, it isn't like we just grabbed first place. You know, it, don't don't pull your roll just a little bit. Uh, I just want to ask you one question, and that is, we have seven games between now and March third, five of which are on the road and out east. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why we get one day to travel and then two days off. That's crazy, but. Now, if you think Kelly McCrimmon's going to make a big deal, that's what text seem to indicate that. He has only done it once. February 25 of 2019, he picked up Mark Stone. He got the mm-hmm. captain. That is the only time I can think of where Kelly has made a big move at the trade deadline. Just some food for thought, okay? Sure. Thanks so much. Yeah, no, thanks, Mike. Uh, happy birthday once again. Um, yeah, I... Trade deadline this year's really got me flummoxed a bit, and and I'll tell you why. Now, you're right in that the big trade deadline acquisition in terms of Golden Knights history will always be remembered as Mark Stone. It's one of the biggest trades in this franchise's existence, and it was a no-brainer at the time. It made a lot of sense, and frankly, if not for <laughs> if not for a phantom major penalty perhaps that could have been the the soonest the golden knights won a stanley cup now that all being said it's hard not to make the argument that ivan barbashev though not as big in the moment not as big on paper as a mark stone was a pretty big trade deadline acquisition for the vegas golden knights in that it allowed you to put together a top line in the postseason that really did whatever they wanted to do at any point in time in all four series. Jack Eichel leads the way. Ivan Barbashev's a huge part. John of the Marshes so wins the con Smythe. So just on, based on what happened, based on what you got out of the trade, Ivan Barbashev's a big one, but not in the same way that Mark Stone is. Um, I, I, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't have a read here. Like, there are players that are out there that I do feel could make the Golden Knights better. But you just haven't seen this team healthy for a long enough period of time to get an accurate assessment of what the most pressing needs are. I don't expect the Golden Knights to be silent on trade deadline day. But to your point, Mike, and it's a good one, I don't think they're out there looking for the next Mark Stone or the next Jack Eichel or anything like that. I think that they are looking for an Ivan Barbashev type piece, a player that you can plug into your roster to plug into your lineup that makes you that much harder to play against. I could see that, but we'll see. You mentioned it's just a couple of weeks away, so we'll see where the Golden Knights do go. 702-876-1340, that's the number, 702 876 1340. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. So, sorry I didn't call in last game. I was down for the count and out, but I'm glad that we had an earlier game today. 
And I, I do not care how bad the San Jose Sharks are. I don't care how dead the rivalry is. I really enjoy seeing the Knights destroy the Sharks. It makes yeah. me happy, and nothing's going to change that. I, I mean, like, I, I don't disagree with you. I just I miss the games where they felt um, in the balance, and it just doesn't feel like that right now. Oh, yeah, and, you know, it's, it's the thing, right? It feels good to feel like you're playing against decent competition. Not, not that they're not decent competition, but they're not, they're not doing great this year. Yeah. But it's just, I'm never going to not enjoy beating the Sharks. Um, really awesome to see Mason Morelli go out there and uh, get his first goal, um, and that so much of his family was able to be in the building for that. That's super awesome. Um, props to our HSK coach for... Uh, Letting him know he was going to be in the game in front of the whole team. Um, I, I love the culture of our team, and I love how important all of our players are made to feel wherever they are in the lineup and wherever they're playing. Yeah, you know, Stephanie, that's a great point. Thanks for the call. Um, you know, Keegan Colasar kind of mentioned it, right? Like, that they're, you know, every player that's ever played in the National Hockey League remembers what their first game was. Every single player had to have a first game, right? Like, whether you come in as a highly touted prospect, whether you spend, you know, years in the American Hockey League, whether you work yourself up from the East Coast League to the American Hockey League to the National Hockey League, like, everybody knows, everybody understands what it feels like to get your first in the National Hockey League. And so when you have players that are fully aware of that, when you have a coaching staff that's fully aware of that, not just at the National Hockey League level, but also the American Hockey League level, and then you've got an organization that really does support that as well. It, it, it makes those moments that much better, that much more memorable. And I think, you know, you look for all those moments inside of a season where things feel a little bit different, right? Where you can have something a little bit more to, to strive for or just something that breaks up the monotony. And, you know, to me, I think Mason Morelli getting into this game and having that moment and understanding kind of who he is as a person and what makes him tick. It's easy to see that his team got up for this one for him. Uh, and I, I love the fact that Morelli was able to put two points on the board. So uh, two points per game. That is the career NHL average for Mason Morelli. 702-876-1340. That's the number, 702-876-1340. Do you miss competitive games between Vegas and San Jose? That's what I want to know. Pick up the phone right now. we got lines open. 702-876-1340. See extended postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 4 to nothing. the final. The Golden Knights shut out the San Jose Sharks. Vegas 32, 17, and 670 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow, 7 o'clock against the Nashville Predators. 702-876-1340. That's the number. 702-876-1340. Open phone lines right now. If you have called in or complained in the past that you have not been able to get through, now is the time as we have lines open. 702-876-1340. Do you miss competitive games between Vegas and San Jose? They played four times this year. One game was competitive. 
Just one. It's the last game before this one in December. San Jose scores a couple of late goals to push that one to overtime. Vegas wins 5-4 to four in the shootout, but that was it. Every other game has been essentially a gimme for the Vegas Golden Knights against the San Jose Sharks. What once was a fierce rivalry has fizzled out, and it leaves me wanting, it leaves me sitting, waiting, wishing that those days would come back between the Vegas Golden Knights and the San Jose Sharks. Text line is always open, 702-876-1340. Same number as the phone line. Steven Huntsman, good clean win, a needed outcome after a couple of stinkers. Eh, I'd quibble with that. At home against teams they should have been able to beat. Okay, a couple of things here from that initial thought, Steven. It is a needed outcome, especially when you look at the Pacific Division, the Edmonton Oilers, are going to push the Golden Knights hard down the stretch. L.A. is starting to play better. Vancouver, it feels like they're kind of coming (coughs) back down to earth a little bit. So it is a needed outcome. I wouldn't classify both games as stinkers. I think first period was great against Carolina. It is teams, games they should have been able to win, but not necessarily because of the opponent, but because of where they were at in the game. So... Uh, my viewpoint on that. 702-876-1340. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Chris. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm doing well. We're just driving out of a, a rainy San Jose. Oh, nice. You were at the game. We were at the game. How was, how was the atmosphere? Um, honestly, the SAP Center is like going and visiting Gettysburg. Uh, you can tell historical things happened here at one time. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, apropos for vet, uh, for uh, President's Day, I suppose. Uh, what, what's your thought on the game, Chris? Uh, it was a game that we had to win. We did win. It was businesslike. Uh, glad we have San Jose and Nashville back-to-back, two games that we should win because the, the Floyd's race is getting to be touchy, and uh, but, a, but a very businesslike performance. Glad to see Morelli get points. Um, I mean... You know, you said the game was never in doubt. Uh, there were a couple posts in the first 90 seconds. But after that, yeah, the game never really seemed in doubt. And the Sharks fans knew it. The Sharks knew it. Uh, this was not a game that uh, Vegas was going to lose. Yeah. Yeah, and kind of to your point, like, you know, there was a strong push. Obviously, the the early post from Jan Ruda maybe rattled things a little bit. But I, I still kind of contend that even if that goal goes in, the Golden Knights – snap back into it, they get to their game, and they, they probably cruise to a 5-4-1 or four, one win rather than a 4 nothing shutout win. There's no question that Vegas took their foot off the gas in the third and mm. just played to, to get to the horn and, and get home. Yeah, Chris, and thanks for the call on that. And, and, and like to your point, it was important that they did do that, mainly because you mentioned it. They've got San Jose today. Nashville at home tomorrow, so there's a little bit of travel. It's not a, a ton of stuff. It's early in the day. Like The Golden Knights will be able to get back home and settled in relatively early. So tomorrow should feel pretty normal in that regard. But the fact that you were able to spread the ice time out as evenly as you were able to today should give you more jump tomorrow. And case in point, one player, that's it, one player, for the Vegas Golden Knights over 
20 minutes in this game. It's Alex Petrangelo, just over 21 minutes for Petrangelo. Everyone else was under 19 minutes. Mason Morelli played 12 minutes in this game. Like, when you can spread the, the numbers out, when you can avoid overtaxing your most important players because you have a relatively buttoned-up, simplified, easy type of game, and you're able to just play takeaway, prevent defense in the third period, it gives you a lot more jump, a lot more juice for tomorrow, which I think works out in the Golden Knights' favor in this situation. We're back to wrap it up next on the VGK Post Game Show. You're listening to Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show. Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4 to nothing. The Vegas Golden Knights shut out the San Jose Sharks. Wrap up the season series against San Jose and sweep it four games to none. Vegas 32-17 and 6-70 points. Next in action tomorrow, 7 o'clock, at home inside T-Mobile Arena against the Nashville Predators. And for the Golden Knights... You want to bring the same type of game tomorrow that you played today. Solid performance all the way around. Mason Morelli had himself a moment. And for the Golden Knights, it's about finding that winning combination again because now you're in it. 27 games between now and the end of the regular season. 27 games to jockey for position, to find yourself in a favorable spot going into the postseason, to make the postseason, to try to defend a a Stanley Cup championship. It's go time now. It's about getting your game in order. Today was a good start for the Golden Knights, but they've got to continue to push in the right direction. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Mateo Lopez-Gonzalez down here making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio. Thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your post game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until tomorrow, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.